Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Knee Slap and K-Pop podcast. I'm Sammy, and with me today is Kayla. Hello. And we are bringing back a series that we haven't done in a while. I think, like, almost a full, uh, over a full year. No, over Way a year. over a Almo- year. Probably a year and a half at this yeah. point. Uh, we're bringing back our first contact series, mm-hmm. which is just where we take a K-pop group, talk about... Um, this is a series we sort of stole from Dan. Yeah. Because this was his brainchild and we're like, no. Well, then, yes. And then we took it and we did other groups with butchered it when Dan it. wasn't around. Yeah. And also butchered it and made it something yeah. almost entirely different. And now, that it, so, and now that we're more than a year removed from it, we can't remember really what the format was. So we're just going to kind of no. do what we want with it now. Plus the fact that uh, this week's episode is about J01 yes. for our uh, little mini J-pop uh, series, so which this is, is this episode and next week's yeah, episode. Yeah, so March is like a pseudo J-pop month, and by J-pop month, we mean we have two episodes on it, because one week of this month is taken up by the Scandal Iceberg, and another month is a company review, so we got so two weeks left doing. for J-pop, so here we are. Yep. So and we thought it appropriate to just do a full episode on JO one as we if we don't them. have enough of those. We don't we don't talk about JO one enough in literally everything that we do. So we we're just like, let's make a full episode for JO one. Look, the f- w- this is just a full just love letter to JO one. Mm-hmm. Um, we adore everything about this group. This group went from being something that we were scared of Mm -hmm. to now just one of our favorite things they're not our favorite k-pop group but they are maybe the k-pop group that i spend the most time possibly thinking about yes correct they're also not a k-pop group they're a j-pop group but like you know what i mean it's essentially the next if next week's episode is gonna tell you anything that this they're essentially a k-pop group essentially um they do k-pop in japanese is really all that exactly different and it's so like, I was the, aware of, like, Produce 101 Japan existing and that there was a, a group that came out like of it. In, like, a vague sense of it. In yeah. a vague sense, we were aware. I and wasn't then, following the show at all or JO1 when they no. actually debuted because I was, like, no. overproduced and it was J-pop, so I was like, I don't really care that much. And, like, I think we were far more invested in the downfall of Of X1 Korean and produce. Korean produce, yeah. Yeah, and that was happening around the same time that we're like, oh, this is far more interesting. Mm-hmm. And plus the fact that, like, no one in K-pop was really talking about it. Nope. Which is fair. It's, it's not it's K-pop. It's in Japan, yep. So, first contact, the format of first contact is we're going to talk about uh, the group, the origins of the group, our first contact with the group of how we got to know them. Um, and then we're going to go through the members. And I think at the end, we were always, like, our favorites and also the moment that we bought in. Yep. Yep, so yep. we're going to go through that. Yep. So that, that'll be our, that's sort of the format we're going for. Mm-hmm. So J01 was formed on Produce 101 Japan Season 1. Mm-hmm. That's a title right there. Yep. 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 In 2019. Yeah, that show I, ended in December 2019 and then they mm-hmm. debuted in debuted March of March. 2020. Mm-hmm. March of 2020. The best time, the apparently. The best time to be making a debut, Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, their fandom name is Jam, which I think is cute. fine. It's not bad. It's, it's not actively it's not bad. bad, like a lot of fandom no, names No, no, are. no, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's not, I don't, there, there are very few fandom names I'm going to just say are great. There's no, I don't think there's such a thing as a great fandom name. No. They're mostly just fine. It's fine. It doesn't bad. sound, it doesn't sound actively bad. So like, we're going to call that a win for them. I can't give you a better fandom name. No, I don't so, know. Like, I don't fair. know what else it would be. I mean, I think there are some groups where I could give you a better fandom name. Fair. Very fair. Um, so they're under a company called Lapone Entertainment. So this is essentially a company that was created to, like, essentially have these produced groups because they also, INI is also under them now. But this company is half owned by CJ E&M and half owned by... A Japanese company, which is why you see them on a lot of Mnet things, and they also go to KCON, and they do a lot of, like, they do a basic lot of Korean K-pop lot of things, K-Connects. because they are half-owned by CJ E&M and have, like, direct connections to K-pop. So, a lot of it is almost, um, it's, it's similar to how, for anybody that's into, uh, more K-pop, it's sort of how N-Hypen is both under... 
they're under B Lift Lab, which is CJ, E&M, and Hive. Mm-hmm. This is the same sort of Let me basic look up situation. the name of that the company, the other com- the Japanese company that owns, owns. them. Uh, Yoshimoto Kyogo is the other one. Um, that has a lot of kind of prominent J like actual J pop groups. Actual J pop, yeah, yeah. Because it has so, like um, who is it? It's one of the. It has like NMB forty eight and like just a couple of other like those type of groups in there. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, uh, Rocket Punch punches Japanese uh, stuff stuff that goes under them too. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, how when was our first contact with Jo One? And the answer to that was twenty twenty one. Yes. Um, because this is what started us down, um, our produce journey last year. Yes. Is- so last year we made the decision of we're going to do the produce retrospectives. Mm-hmm. And we started with at the end of, no, I think it might've been December of 2020. I think that's when we decided it. And then like January, 2020 was when we started it. We started because we found out that, um, produce 101 Japan was available like on YouTube and like pretty yeah, accessible I don't think to it's- watch. I- I don't think it's available anymore. It's definitely but not. Did, but at the time, it not. was just on at YouTube. At the time, we found, I think it was an unlisted playlist. It was unlisted, yeah. It was an unlisted playlist of all the episodes. And it was, there were two seasons of that show that we actually did not skip through. We watched the whole thing. Yes. And it was Produce of 101 Japan, and it was Idol Producer. Yep, and that's those also the first why those two, two we seasons watched. got their own episodes as well, because we spent a lot and, of time on those two. And also why those two episodes are far better researched than any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. We actually know what happens yes, in those, ep- we do. In those seasons. <laughs> no, and and I we rem- know a lot of people in those seasons as well, too, because we and come even out people of like, other win. seasons knowing like three people at like max. And he- here we know essentially most of the people that won and then like and a an, bunch of people that and didn't an entire win. groups worth of other people who didn't win exactly so that was our first exposure to jo1 was, was watching that season and then realizing because here's the thing before we did this ending this is what i'm remembering in december of 2020 we watched a bunch of jo1 content we're like oh this is we didn't think anything of it. We're just no, it fine. Was like I was, we were curious as to like what type of music they were releasing. So Make I it. was like, sure. And so I listened to some of it. And I was like, oh, this is essentially just K-pop. It's just K-pop in Japanese. And, Japanese. Yeah. and so I was like, and we were like, cool. oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, this is fine. And we had the fun thing was we watched all of it. And we watched it together. We did. But we didn't recognize a single person. Like, no, we just I could of, not like, pick bla- out blazed a over. single person who made it. And then when we started watching the show, we're like, were you in that? Yeah. I, were you there? The only thing who was in The that? only thing that we were pretty sure, definitely sure on was that we were really like Yugo. And we were pretty sure Yugo was not in the group because we would have remembered a really small child looking kid in the yeah, group. We yeah, we would have remembered a 13, someone who looked 13 in that. Yeah. So we're like, fuck, he's not in it. But Which also was I was sad. almost happy he wasn't. Yeah. Because that would have changed the dynamic there. It would have. The other thing you have to know, and go back and watch that episode. It's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. We're just gushing about this show. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of very negative episodes on this channel. That's not one of These, them. Those produce episodes, especially the Idol Producer and the uh, uh, Produce Japan one, some of the most positive episodes we've ever done. We just gushed. Mm-hmm. This will be another very positive episode. Only positive vibes here for JL. Only positivity. Mm-hmm. But we we watched that season and we were so positive that Ren was sent. Yes, because how so could, positive. he was just perfect. He was so good. We were like, how is he? Like, how we is he not? Like, he has to be. We were in love. Yep. And then, so Lucas was sort of like aware of the fact that we were watching it together. And then Lucas is and like, like Lu- and Lucas is like actively googling stuff about them in the season two because we were tr- watching it unspoiled essentially. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that we had seen a bunch, because we stopped watching anything Jo One related until we had finished right, the season. Right, right. Considering the fact that we were watching it, all of it, we decided, hey, we can't do this in a day. We watched it, I think, over the span of a week. Yeah, I believe it was a, it was definitely like probably only a week. Yeah, we watched it over the span of a week, but it took more than like the two days it take or the one day the it one takes day. us to watch yeah. this because we were actually the, watching it. 
Yeah, we watched, we watched the whole like thing. an episode and or then, two a day. Yeah, and then by the end, Lucas was like, "Oh, the finale will be fun." Yeah, so he and we're like, "What does that mean?" So we li- like we live streamed the finale, and so we he watched that with us, and then we get to the the center reveal, and Ren is not the center, <laughs> and we just go off. <laughs> we're just like, "How on earth what? did this happen? How on what earth happened? did we, people allow this to happen?" <laughs> Who allowed this? Who let this happen? Mm -hmm. So that was our first exposure. And then from there, we went back and watched a bunch of the other. um... Yeah. So essentially the night after we finished the finale, we went on a discography listener of them. And I was like, wow, they're like really, really good. good. And we had already been in discussion while we were watching it because we were having such a good time. And like we had like a lot of connections to like really liked the members who are we seeing on the season. We're just like, does this mean we have to buy a J-pop, J-pop album now? And I was like, yeah, probably. They're on eBay for like ten dollars. Yeah, and so we bought all of the. We bought. We bought. Uh, it was Proto Star, The Star, and Stargazer, and Stargazer, yep. which were the three that were out at the time, but they weren't new. So we bought them. Uh, used, opened, mm-hmm. no photo cards yeah. in them, obviously, but we have them. For and like jewels eight to and twelve very dollars a piece. Yeah. Eight to twelve dollars. They weren't that bad. We got them. Yep. I was very happy to have yes. them. And then, and then we started getting the. Uh, it was Star Ch- It was the Chaser, right? the Challenger. Sorry, it was Challenger. Challenger. Yeah, yeah. Where it was like I was, I think maybe a week or two after we finished later. watching produce uh, Japan. They're like, we're making a and comeback bought- in March. <laughs> Yeah, and then sort of we ended up buying all of those albums, and we had this in the back of our minds of like, oh, but there's this new one coming out, and we were very excited. Yes. And then you found it on C. You found CD Japan. I found CD Japan, and I was like, this is where you can order them. And then I realized you can buy box sets of them. Of the jewel cases. Because that's not a, that's not like a promotional thing, like the Astro's new album had a box set. No, there's like. That was a promotional thing from Fantagio Entertainment. There's one This was specific, specifically one store. There's one specific store in Japan where if you order them from there, you get a box set with a member's face on it. And I was like, well, if I'm going to buy them, I kind of want to have all of them. And I also would love them to be in a box set as well. Yeah, and then we proceeded to go from spending twelve dollars on an album to like easily a hundred. To easily, I'm looking. I'm on CD Japan right now, and I'm looking for our box set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is the bundle is forty five USD, and then you pay about an, an additional forty 20. to fifty in shipping costs. Yep, yep, and essentially it is a it is specifically for tune music. Mm-hmm. Who offers these box sets? Yep. And at least for the first two box sets, so for uh, Challenger and for Stranger, mm-hmm. we didn't get to pick. No. Challenger only team. had Shion available for some reason. And it was and like Shion box set. Realize. And I was like, well, I don't, like, I don't, like, Hate I'm not going to say no to that, but I would prefer I somebody like else. Yeah. Like, that's not the top priority of right. member to get considering we're gonna buy one per comeback right and then uh stranger, stranger had a couple had, of different ones but we ended up both getting ren, ren because ren was available and i think that like, junki was also available but like there was yeah. there wasn't all remember and then by the time we got to wandering it was like now you can pick with a member that which you member yeah because eventually for challenger i think after the because we're buying them through a proxy site we're not actually buying them through to yeah, the actual yeah, store we can't do that because we can't do that so we bought them through this proxy site and for that at least it ended up being that after the release of the album or very close to the release of the album that is when they opened up and were like here are all of the member box yeah, sets. Yeah, and I was like, and well, we're like, fuck. Shit. But also the fact that we're, we're too scared to just not being able to get yeah. it. Because that happened to us with one of the Orbit albums. I know. That's why I don't that, have we just, the... There's one Orbit album we don't have. I know, and it's upsetting because we didn't jump on it fast. Enchant. We couldn't get Enchant because I didn't yeah. jump on it fast enough. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Greatly, to um, this day. And then it was like, in between um, Stranger and Wandering is when I and I debuted. 
and I and I's box set pre-orders went up, and that's when they had the selection of like you can pick any member you want. And, and I was we like, if like, they don't what? have this for Jo one, I'm gonna throw hands at somebody. <laughs> we're the, the, CD Japan will be getting a very strongly worded email. Mm-hmm. But then they did. Then they did after that have the here you can pick whatever member you want the box set of. And I was like, thank you. That's very helpful. And so now we're on this, this track where we're gonna collect box sets until we have one of every member. <laughs> Exactly. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And plus the fact the fact that we didn't get an orbit um enchant yeah. is why both of us bought both versions of Alter Ego. Yep, yep. yep. So that's why we own both of them. And then, so uh, that is there we go. So we own it we own full JO one discographies. We do. To this point. We'll continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Uh-huh. And the fact that this group has so quickly put both of us in a because I don't buy all versions of, like... Of a lot of groups. Most groups yeah. I enjoy. Like, I'll buy... Because K-pop albums are so expensive. Mm-hmm. But they're also so well-packaged that I'm like, well, it's going to cost me maybe the same amount of dollar. Like, it costs about 90-something, 70-something dollars to get the JO one box mm-hmm. sets. It would cost me about the same amount of money to get two to three versions of a K-pop release. Yep. From, like, a... Um, from like any K-pop shop that like we're using, like a music, like music plaza or something, or something like that, yeah. or even like Amazon, if I'm really desperate. Mm-hmm. All of that seems like it's about the same price. Yep. But like, if you look at the type of we're getting what I'm jewel get cases in the Japan, we're getting ones. a jewel case. Yeah, we're getting a jewel case in a box, or I'm getting like these a like full very photo pretty... book and like all sorts of other things full photo book with like multiple photo cards and random other things Mm -hmm. and they're like big and nice and look like they can be put on a shelf yes without the box sets though cds look yeah i yeah because even the the three that the both of us own that aren't in box sets they look kind of sad they do it's mainly the fact that i don't think those were offered in a box set because Because i went back and looked and i'm like can i buy box sets of these and i'm like no the answer is no because they They don't they didn't exist yet yeah so that this is a new thing, and I'm very happy that it does because it does actually make the JO1 shelf look better. Mm-hmm. They look really nice, and now that I've started, I cannot stop. No, it's it's now it's a bad habit now. We also, but essentially, generally, the two of us are also buying like most JO1 merch because we both own the light stick, and we also both we bought their concert dvd concert dvd so considering also the fact that it will be region blocked yeah, and we can't yeah and use it's just it. like it's i bought that to have it and that's really all that that is but yeah i'm gonna have it now again we're we're fully on the support train mm-hmm. they deserve my money they do more than i do exactly so that's sort of where we are in terms of fandom of jo1 mm-hmm. we're pretty big pretty in there. deep into that yeah we're real deep mm-hmm and so, do you want to go through the members yeah, now? Yeah, we're just going to go through the members one by one, give general opinions about them and why we like them and whatnot. This is an, this is an age order, too. Age order. So yes, yes. We start with uh, Show, yep. our lovely boy. Lovely boy, Show. He, so, it's, <laughs> here's, he's the leader. Yes, he is the, he's the, the group leader. The, posi- the positions are interesting in J-pop because a few of them don't have positions. Yeah. And also, they only get one position. Yes. They only get I think only positions. three of them have, like, positions. Because it's yeah, it's sh- it's show who's the show, the group leader, and the then Junki is vocal leader, and Ren is performance Ren is leader. Ren is performance leader, and then the other position is that um, Isei is the youngest. Yeah, that's which is which also is like not really not, not a really a position, but <laughs> show was that's always also- my my favorite person. Also, while watching um produce oh, he was japan so up there because i this is like a core memory for me watching him and ando right. and junki come on and them being clearly advertised to us as being the like visuals. visuals and attractive because they all have like six packs and then them coming and out and being the show yes he and was specifically a lot show he came into was the show just a lot so he was a lot <laughs> We were having so much fun with him because he was just absolutely. He ridiculous. like came on and was like literally having about to like rip his time. shirt open from like the second he stepped onto the show. Not just that, but like doing like push-ups and doing because the entirety of that was like it was very much like old school produce where they would come on and then it's like interact fight for the everyone for the center comes chair. in. 
fight for the center chair and everyone comes in and then you start the audition yes and watching all of that is sort of what made us fall in love with all of these people yes yes and then show was like arm wrestling and doing push-ups and that was always so much fun Mm mm-hmm I loved it. It was great. And then it's just and like then, and the, just duality of them being here and me thinking they're just going to be here and to be attractive and they're going to suck. And then being the absolute like vocal powerhouses of the season was wild to me. Not just that, but like absolutely just loving the like you would we genuinely were like they're not gonna be good no like they're here for they, they reminded so me upset. so much of like the ygk plus boys who always come in <laughs> yes and are there to be tall and, and attractive and then apps can't do anything at all oh the lemon performance was just it's so great good. it's one of my favorite things ever it's our our award for best vocal performance in a produced series ever produce. it's great it's not even that great it's not even it's that so good, good but show is there and he's doing a great job and then, like, we were so excited because we had an idea of who was going to be on the sh- in the group. And we're like, show has to be. Yeah. There. He's set up. To they be need there. him there. Because it ended up being because the three people that came out together were show um, June Key and Onda. Yeah. And we're like one or t- show has to be there. He has and to then be. either June Key or Onda have to be there because they do need the vocals. Mm-hmm. And we were sort of happy. But not all three of them are going to be there. Right, right. And it sort of played out how we thought it was going mm-hmm. to. And I think Junkie fits into JO1 better. And Nando, now that Very he's in well. orbit, I think is like that what turned out great for both of them. So, and I think they oh, yeah. fit better in those respective groups now, too. Oh, yeah. So, next we have Ren. Ren is our Rob Center. We Rob. love him. Absolutely, Rob. He, he's the performance leader. He is the performance leader, as, as he should be. He was a former backup dancer before he went on Produce Japan. He did backup dancing for a a lot of K-pop groups. Oh, yeah. He did backup dancing for, like, Pentagon and for Shiny. He also did backup dancing for FT Island somehow, which is confusing. Which, again, I still don't know when FT... I still have... Don't know when FT Island had back. Yeah, that's what I... That was my first thought. I'm like, I can't... I can't recall a time where FT Island needed backup dancers, but all right. He yeah. would be in competition for best center of produce as a whole if he were the center, which we oftentimes forget that he's not because he just has center energy. We can t- he does very much so. Um, the other thing is that he is the best dancer. Easily. So yeah. often they do place him in the center because he is the best dancer. He's kind of like a pseudo center anyway because yeah. because one's a permanent group and isn't disbanding like a lot of the other produce groups do. Um, and like, they can't of, really. All of these people are in one company. This is not a company trying to vie for more screen time for their idol. Yeah. And also, really, um, most people have sort of forgotten like what position everyone came in. Like, show came in eleventh place yeah. in produce. Barely made it in there. Barely made it in there, considering that there are like twelve of them. There's a no. He came in eleventh, and there he was came eleven in 11th. number. Eleventh out sorry, of eleven. Sorry, my brain is. <laughs> He's 11 out of 11. He barely scraped in there, which was shocking when it happened. It really was. It was very, it was very, like, scary for him. Because I'm like, if he's not here, I'm going to riot. I'm teetering. (laughs) I'm teetering. I'm, like, having a time. And then Ren, it came in second, Mm -hmm. which is insane. Yep. It's very, it's very upsetting. But it's like, he gets to be center a lot of the time anyway, because they're not really pushing Issei as a center as anymore at all because he's not for number one he's not very good at being a center and number two because they're continuously releasing as like a career as a group it's not really viable to keep one person in the center that often plus the fact that Issei is sort of taken more of a rap role Mm -hmm. as opposed to a uh vocal role or a like because we'll get to the music that JO1 releases JO1 sort of feels like a second gen k-pop group they feel so late they having, feel late second gen early third gen like right in yes, that that area. kind of sweet yeah. spot of like especially when we started getting into k-pop it feels very that mm-hmm. that kind of music and we're just it's one of those where um like in k-pop in this j-pop setting his role in the group is not what's getting the choruses not at all yeah it's not what's getting the big parts mm-hmm. He gets more of the verses. Yeah. Which is fine. 
But I do think that that is a benefit of them is that they're not trying to force who the people voted in the center. They're just making good music with the 11 people that they have. Right, right. And I think that's honestly great for them. Oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, So next we have Rookie. Rookie, if you remember, had no idea who this man was when we were watching Purdue. No. Absolutely no idea. Because we're just, there's so many people that, like, immediately caught our eye. Rookie kind of was quiet. He was not one of them, but he was consistently ranking in, like, the top five. And we're like, he's probably going to be there. Do I remember him? Not at all. He ranked sixth. Yeah. And sort of after, because he was always very much the, like, because there's always a, the member of the K-pop group that everyone calls, the, like, the, the the princely one. Yeah, that was Which him. is the very convinced, the conventionally attractive one that's, like, very sweet and soft-spoken. An Unwoo type, if you will. Right. That kind of type. A Rowoon type, if you will. Mm-hmm. That kind of vibe to them. And that was Rookie. Which, in a show like Produce, is not going to get you the most screen time. Mm-hmm. Because you're not loud and boisterous. And there's so... We'll get to some of these people. <laughs> but, like... And then we went back and watched Happy Merry... Because we remembered Happy Merry Christmas. Yes. And we went back and, and we're like... Oh, he's the only person we cared about in that yep. performance. And then the and fact that J01 love. has that one take Happy Merry Christmas music video. And he's, like, right at the beginning pulling the tablecloth out of Because he's, thing. like, the one. Because it's his, he like, is the Happy Merry his, Christmas. It's, it's his, his song. Yeah. It's his song. Mm-hmm. And then post-produce, sort of when it's only the 11 of them together, he's sort of able to be much more boisterous and out there. Mm-hmm. I He's personally become my bias in J01. Mm-hmm. And it's just, a, he's, adorable. he's adorable. I love he's him. He's so cute. He's so sweet. He's so cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, love him. He's a, He is a little prince. We love him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was also, um, I think this is also the reason why he was so popular on the show initially, because he was a former trainee at Johnny and Associates, which is like one of the only like big companies Male. in Japan that puts yeah. out boy groups. So I think he, a decent amount of people knew him because he was there before he went on the show. Yeah. yeah. Because generally speaking, when you get on to produce Japan, you cannot have a company affiliation. Yeah. So he had since left that company, yeah. but still but had the, the association. There. Yeah. 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 Because apparently it takes you 20 years to debut. Yeah. We'll Johnny talk about this more in the next episode, but real J pop is confusing and it's a lot. I don't. We're not into real J pop. We're into this. We're J-pop. into essentially K pop style J pop. So K pop, but done by the Japanese. <laughs> so next we have June Key. Then so June Key is the vocal leader. June Key is another one of our like uh, our vocal main vocal manly abs boys. Men yeah. yeah, manly vocal abs mans. <laughs> and honestly, his vocals. The thing was with it is that we always loved shows vocals the most yes. like we were just in love with him anda was just really aggressive he was so aggressive watch i think keep your head like, down keep your, yeah it's like once we got to keep your head down ando is like he is a lot to handle in that it was a bit he's much a and then junki was just like this very very good very pretty vocalist yeah. that we we're just like i want him there i like i him. think the thing is that he is like um, his vocal, like his vocal style, I think essentially blends well with anything that he does. Show oh, yeah. has, I think, a much more distinctive vocal style, but Junki as a main vocal and being able to blend it into essentially like any style of, of song is like why yeah. he is the vocal leader. Because you also get like the tracks, because Jo One, much like a Cape Up group, does so many different styles, especially like. If you compare the 2020 stuff that they did to the 2021 stuff that they did. Very different. So different. So different. Mm-hmm. And I think that June Key is sort of very good at like teetering the line of being able to fit both of those styles very, very well. Mm-hmm. He also does a lot of um, videos with his channel. So like one take live where essentially he's just yeah. like sang a bunch of different J.O. one songs there in like one take. And he's just like incredible every time. He's great. Always. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Next is Kaigo, mm-hmm. another person that we didn't no pay idea that much who Kaigo was in the when show. We watched the show, but here's the thing: so we have since realized something about Kaigo. 
which is essentially how we determine him now. But he has, um, instead of having a resting bitch face, he has a resting sad face. Because every time you look at him, and even just in photos, he looks sad. He looks so sad. He looks like a sad person. But then you watch him. But then you watch him, and he is a loud, sweet, happy boy. And it's like, he's essentially, like, is in K-pop groups, like, you have the mood maker. Like, Kaigo is that for J01. But then you look at his resting face, and it's like, And he is just sad. Every single music video, if they're just, like, standing around in a group, he just looks so sad. Like, and then he opens his mouth, yeah. and everything and is fine. And then suddenly he's loud and obnoxious and, like, super happy. In but every way. time he's not doing that, when he's just standing there, he looks when he's just so sad. And it's not in the way of, like, it, like how a lot of K-pop, especially recently, some K-pop idols will be like, see, they broke for a second. It's, like, not that. No, because this is a, con- you it's a consistent. It's literally a consistent. Yeah. Every time he's just standing there, he looks sad. Nick, yeah, it's not that the, this he just, he, you know, he's putting on the boisterous and then when he's, you know, thing, it's like, no, the guy just has resting sad face. He just face. looks it's sad. <laughs> he just looks sad it's all the fine. time. He looks like he's having a good time otherwise. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's great. But it's like, it was, it was a confusing thing for us at first. And I'm like, why does he always look sad? I'm like, is that just, and, and then and we, we came to like the realization, concerned. like, that's just how he looks. Like, he just looks sad. Oh, yeah. So then we have Takumi. Takumi is who we referred to in watching Produce Japan as Kang Daniel because he had the Kang Daniel pink Kang hair Kang. Um, yeah. throughout the season. He's very, he's another sweet one. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of the, um, I don't know. He is one of the members that sort of has in the meantime just sort of been not our like, because so we fall in love with all these members and I do love Takumi. But generally, and he was, I feel like I saw much more of he him on the show. He was way more prominent on Produce Japan than he has been in, like, J.O. on as a group. And I think that's because, yeah. for me, he gives off really big center energy because I think he has really he great does. stage presence, which um, is he why does, he, was in the to- he was in the top three a lot in Produce Japan because of that, I yeah. think. But he came in third place. He did. And he kind of fades more into the background in J.O. on just because he's kind of, like, in a jack-of-all-trades position where I think the main thing he's bringing is stage presence because he can also switch in between, like, vocals and rap and, like, dancing. Yeah. Like, maybe he does J-O all of them pretty decently as well. raps that much. Not that J.O. one has, like, the be- the biggest rap sections in their songs. Mm-hmm. Not saying And that most all, of them goes but... to, to the th- next three people or, like, not... Oh, yeah. In, Our next yeah. three people three are to kind four of people, the rap yeah. line. It, well, not well, except for one of them, but the other ones are the rap line. Except for yeah, except for except for our one boy. Mm-hmm. But I think generally speaking, Takumi is just sort of like put in whatever is necessary, yeah. and I do like that. He's very sweet. he is like so. There's one specific person he like in like his position in the group reminds me of, which is Jiung of P1 Harmony. Where he's essentially he here that he can fit into, like, whatever position he needs to be in. Like, he can go vocals, also, rap, dance, like, center, like, anything. Like, he can do all of them. And he and can do pretty well like, at all of them as well. And he also fits pretty, because, again, because of the amount of different styles that J.O. one is doing, uh, different members get sort of more different. Like, you always have, like, Ren is always really prominent, but, like, other members have sort of up and down in prominence depending on the style of song yeah. because that's where they fit better. Mm-hmm. Takumi is always very good at being able to rely on him to just sort of be good at all of it. Yeah. He's like he's very much like he has the same sort of amount of visual time in all of their different mm-hmm. styles. Yep, yep. So next we have Shoya. Mm-hmm. And Shoya is the one where the next two. Yeah, the next two, really. <laughs> so, Shoya came in eighth place. Mm-hmm. He is... He's a rapper. He, I guess he's, he's the a rapper. rapper. One of the rappers. He's one of the rappers. I think he, yeah, he him and uh, Shion are probably the two rappers. Shosei does are, some are... rapping, too. I would but I would say Shoya and, Sho- and Shion are the two, like, main rappers. Mm-hmm. And, like... Shoya is a pretty good rapper. 
It's just it's like it's it's like no, they're not a, both Shoya and Xian are not any better than like a typical K-pop rapper. Se- Probably yeah. a little bit worse than a typical K-pop rapper as well. But also, we don't do much with the with the rapping. Yeah, and because J One's in like the spot with like their groups where it's like they saw K-pop and how there's a rap verse in every K-pop song, and so they're like, we yeah, gotta we gotta have one. rap somewhere. So that's on you too yeah. now. Yeah. Um, the thing with Shoya is if they are not standing right next to each other or I can't see if they're singing or not, he looks exactly like Junkie. He looks like see, a shorter Junkie, that- and I can't tell who is who unless I know one is singing, and then I know it's Junkie, yeah. or if he's rapping, then I know it's Shoya. Fair. All of that is a fair point. And then every once in a while, I also get him confused with Shosei. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, those three just sort of blend into a weird circle. Mm-hmm. But, very sweet boy. Next we move on to Shosei, who sort of fades a little into the background. I think so Shosei's sorry. in an unfortunate position in one, honestly, because he doesn't do, they don't, he doesn't have a lot to do. Um, no. Mainly because he's I think he's of, mainly a dancer, so because yeah. of that, he doesn't get a lot of vocal rap anything, Lines. which kind of just decreases the amount that you see him generally in the group. Yeah. Also, He's unfortunately for him, he gets really bad hairstyles often. Oh, constantly. Yeah. Constantly. You can tell it show you when he... Because that's how I don't get him... Very often, if they just have all black hair, mm-hmm. you can get a Shoya, a Junki, and a Shosei confused. But usually, you know it's Shosei because his hair the hair he's gotten really unfortunate with the hairstyles like the last year worth of comebacks like it's he's been having a the blonde really bad time Mm -mm. not 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 it's not it bro Mm -hmm. not it bro and then like my main sticking point with shosei from watching produce japan was that when they were doing the original song round he got kicked out of every single group until he ended up in yamcha boy yamcha girl which is unfortunate to be anywhere near Yamcha. It's so Yamcha unfortunate girl. for him. And I think that get, it, it's like if that happens to anyone, you get a lot of pity. And because it happens like right you towards the end of the of show, pity. it almost like helps you get a spot Guarantees in the group in you. a way. He did come in fourth. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's also a pretty good dancer. Mm-hmm. Him the, and the thing uh, is, is that Shoya he's definitely a, he's, he's definitely a good dancer. But because like Ren is here. And clearly just, like, Fair. the best. It kind of, Fair. like, is a little bit... It falls into the it background It kind of does, so. yeah. He does kind of fall into the background slightly more because of that. But still. So next we have Sky. And so Sky was in a Sky weird had, position. Sky was in... such a weird fucking edit on Produce Japan. Like, the, probably Sky one of the, the weirdest, weirdest time edits. on that show. <laughs> Sky was given such a weird edit that I'm still confused by this edit. Yeah. Because the first time we saw Sky, we're like, is he, are they, because he auditioned with a different, with a person. I don't remember this person's the person, name. The other person ends up being incredibly unimportant to the season. The other, per, the other person's name was Sora, because the whole thing oh, was because yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, both of them, was na- they're, both of their names were essentially Sky, because Sora, Sky in Japanese. And his yep. name is and just the English word for Sky, but in Japanese. In Japanese. Yeah. Uh, so they're b- both named Sky, and the w- the way they were edited, it almost seemed like they were in love. It was so it's so they bizarre. were doing a weird edit. It was a lot. It was an edit. It was and a very half, I swear. specifically yeah, the audition edit where it's like yeah, we share a bond now, and I'm like why why are you telling when? me this? And also like what? But does that also, mean? it seems like you met like a week ago. Yeah. Like I don't know. It was a weird. It's a weird edit. It was very bizarre. I don't know what they were doing with that, but it was really weird. The man came in 10th place, so he barely, barely made it in two. He's barely there. Um, and just looking at it, I, I'm thinking, and I'm just like, what was that edit? So what were the every choices Every time I made? think about it, it, it's always confusing. Like, it's I know. it's just a weird, it's a weird time overall. I also yeah, and always... then as it went on, that guy, Sora, gets kicked off pretty, like, halfway through the show. Yeah. So that that dynamic just sort of breaks apart, and you get Sky, you just have Sky. bits and pieces throughout. Because mm-hmm. Sky is a vocalist, but he's not like a June Key or our, a our show abs vocalist. vocalist. He's not our abs vocals, right. but he is still seen as he is tall, he is muscular, mm-hmm. 
He could have been an abs vocalist I think, if I'm I being think, honest. I think they probably would have put him there if they did not have this Didn't weird, have another this guy. weird edit with the Sky Sora thing happening. That they but also, do. he doesn't seem like he's at that as outgoing as the other three. Yeah, they're, so he's not quite as obnoxious been. as the other three were. Yeah. So I think that probably wouldn't have done well for him. Yeah. But I think as the show went on, I think he already had such support that he just like kind of kept. Go- He's talented. I yeah, like yeah. him. Somehow, for some reason, he can speak Korean. He does speak Korean. Oh, also, so show- they have like a couple of members who they always send out when they have to speak other languages. Show speaks pretty decent English, which is I didn't. They never say this at all on the show yeah. at all. We find this out as we're watching random J.O. one interviews. I'm like, what? Because um, he also gave like a whole monologue when they were doing their Yves Saint Laurent thing. And he gave a whole monologue beforehand in English. English. He also, they had an Asian boss episode where essentially they just followed around J.O. one for a day. But specifically show because show show speaks English. And I was just like, I wasn't aware that he speaks English or he spoke English this well to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. But Sky also does a lot of covers just in Korean. Because he, he's in Korean. Yeah, he's in Korean, Korean duty, I guess. Which, again, I've never heard him actually speak, speak Korean. Right. I don't know if the, if we're on to, if we're on to conversational Korean. But his singing in Korean is actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, and I, I assume that if we were I to, assume he could If we were to ever get a JL1 well. Korean debut, which I would love. Um, and I've been it would be for, very... For, since I've known about it. it, but he would definitely be in charge of all interviews for that. Yeah, and I do think that they he might end up being main vocal because at least his pronunciation probably right. is the best out of all of them. The other thing with Sky is I forget that he's one of the youngest members of this group because Sky he looks is... about six years older than he actually is. Sky looks unequivocal because so Sky was born in two thousand. Sky is twenty is turning twenty two. Yeah. Uh, Show was born in nineteen ninety five. They look equivalent in age. They do. Like Sky he looks like looks he looks like, like he should be the same old, age as Show. Yeah. Or like maybe like a year younger. Yeah. Like he's like like they look very much on par in age. They do. And I just think it's because Sky actually looks like he's a 22 year old adult. Yep. As opposed to, to looking a, like multiple years younger. Very young. Yeah. Than he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's very young. He's. Like not even twenty. He's twenty one now. Yeah, yeah. he's twenty one now. So it's like, I mean, good for good for good for Sky. Mm-hmm. He also is like an adult. I think yeah, everyone in this group is an adult, which is Jo. This is I guess someone Jo one is pretty much it's pretty old for a group if you're talking like K-pop terms because J-pop tends to skew older when it comes to boy groups as a whole. So, like, show debuting in, like, t- uh, 2020 as, like, a 95 line, like, is, all, like, pretty ancient for K-pop standards. But J-pop as a whole tends to skew older. So it's common for boys to debut anywhere between the ages of, like, 16 to up to 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, J-pop does tend to... I think it's also because of the military service aspect of it all. Like, Oh, yeah, they don't have to, have to deal with that, child. yeah. And... Because, again, with K-pop, you essentially have to have a full career before you're 27 mm-hmm. and then maybe be able to come back as yeah. opposed to J-pop where you can just keep going forever. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have Xi'an. Xi'an, if you, Xi'an, if you remember from our episode on Produce Japan, is our anime protagonist. <laughs> We did call him. He, he, in a way, he gives still gives me anime protagonist vibes. Just now, he's in like a team. Honestly, he, he, like, just every single time I see him, I'm like, this man is an anime protagonist. Like, I don't know how to put it. He just is. He is, he is, his entire life, he's an anime protagonist. Exactly. He, he just has those, he is living his life to the fullest and just doing what he wants. He is. He is a main him. rapper. He also admitted pretty recently that he learned to rap uh, on Produce Japan. Show. And then he was like, I guess I'm the rapper now. <laughs> and here mm-hmm. he is. He's doing great. He is also Honestly, um, a former FNC trainee. So he's friends with Soul from P1 Harmony, which is cute. Yes, he is. I like that because who else were they going to be friends with? Yeah, they those are the two. They the same do. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that he's friends. That's like cute. Yeah. 
Like, and also this man just has energy for days. Oh, yes. Energy high, for fucking. So high energy all the time. It's always fun watching, like, their dance practices, um, in, like, their costume dance practices or whatever, because he's oh, yeah. often in, like, really ridiculous he's outfits. He's often in, like, the most ridiculous yeah. outfit. He's often in those uh, inflatable outfits. inflatable outfits. Outfit. <laughs> Which, again, trying to, watching people dance in an inflatable outfit is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love it. Those are great. Um, so, otherwise speaking, we're on to our last member, mm-hmm. Issei. Uh, he is our center boy. Mm-hmm. He came in first place. Yep. He he is who we called fake Ong Sung Woo the entire fake time Ong we were Sung watching Woo that the show. Original. Because the man looking at it looks identical to the Ong Sung Woo in Produce Season 2. He is Ong Sung Woo. He is Ong Sung Woo. And considering the fact that we got no Ong Sung Woo content last year, I saw more of him that than I did our, of real Ong Sung Woo. substitute Ong Sung Woo. And now we have fake, fake, two fake, got, fake Ong Sung Woo. We got like a, like a square root of Ong Sung Woo in I and I. There's two on. of them. There's two of them. And they look very little like real Ong Sung Woo. No, it's but like he, like, he, he just... looks nothing like real Ong Sung Woo, but he looks a lot like, like fake, fake Ong Sung Like Issei. Yes. So that it's was really lot. where we, because this man auditioned by himself mm. and we're like, Ong Sung Woo? Yeah, he, I saw it. And I'm like, this man is, does not, does this man not look exactly like Ong Sung Woo? But it's upsetting because he's like, he's fine, I guess, but he's nowhere near like Ren, Ren levels, which is like, he can sing fine. He can dance fine. But Ren just has like an incredible amount of more of stage presence, which is like stage presence is what I want from a center the most all of these times oh yeah because i think it's probably the most necessary thing you need to have to be a good center and i just got none of that from him he was just kind of like he's fine at like a lot of things but he wasn't giving me center energy so it was upsetting that he ended up the center but because of jo1 structure as a group he's not really like official an official center or anything yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't necessarily uh feel like an official center as opposed to um more just who uh he's a winner he was a winner of the show i guess but it's like it's not really yeah. anything yeah in the beginning i feel like we possibly had more uh it's very obvious in infinity if you watch that music video and that song he's definitely he being center. pushed as a center but once we get into oeo and like shine a light and everything past that it's like we're not really doing it as much anymore oh absolutely not especially beforehand we were just like it was fine. Yeah. It was there. It's fine. Uh, so those are all the members of JO1. Yep. Uh, we love all of them. Quick through uh, discography highlights, I guess, for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have, uh, we have, we do have all throughout the month, all J-pop themed bonus videos. Mm-hmm. So you will get a full ranking of both me and Sammy ranking JO1's entire discography, which is, I think, 37, 38 37, songs. 38 songs. Yeah. Uh, so their debut song was Infinity, and their title tracks have been Infinity, OEO, Shine a Light, Born to be Wild, Real, and Our Season. They have one full album, which is essentially their first three singles. Three singles. Plus, um, plus. like, seven additional songs. And then five yeah, single like albums. But I would like to mention that single albums in Japan are, like, six to seven songs apiece, so they're kind of oh, like yeah. a mini All album. new they're they're full mini album like that is the box set yeah i wouldn't buy a box set for two or three songs will i buy a box set for six yes yes yep yep would i buy a box set for one or two songs it's jo probably i, might. I probably would still I do might. it anyway but you know it's nice to get more music from there it is nice they do a lot of promotional songs like they're the Kit Kat japan brand ambassadors yeah, they have like two songs for that. I think that's like um, it's run, run and, and go, go, and it's one that's and... fully in Japanese that I don't know the name of officially. Yeah, um, they did a YSL uh, perfume perfume brand, mm-hmm. which is Freedom, which is a very good. All their songs are good. Yes. I will say we're nothing. just gonna preface all that by all their songs are great. They did an OST for the uh, the show Love Is Phantom. Yep. Love Phantom. Sorry. I hate that it's show. It's a terrible I show. I couldn't watch Horrible it. Horrible show. 
mind you, I watch a lot of bad Japanese shows. That one was too bad. It's like couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't do it. even get through I it. I couldn't for that. do it. Yep. I couldn't. I really was not about to do that. Not for Jo One, no. but it is maybe one of my favorite Jo One songs. Song. Ever it is made. one of their best songs. It's a great song. It, for a probably their best show. B-side. Yeah, a, I think it's their best B side. Mm-hmm. And then they did a Boruto ending yep. with a prologue. I think that is a, technically a dual title track with our season, is what I read. But it is, I think, just so. it also a also Boruto a ending, ending for Boruto. Yep. Yeah. Get also really good song. Really good songs. Really good songs. Do you want to highlight any B sides? Other B sides from them. Other B sides. I love Monster. Monster is still, I think, my favorite oh, Japanese song so generally. Good. Monster is probably one of it's like up there is my favorite B side that they've done mm-hmm. like that and um we all dreaming night yeah we all right recently I really like that one I enjoy we all right I enjoyed um run and go a lot because mm-hmm. that even though that was a Kit Kat that song, was one I of the Kit Kat really... songs yeah look I don't know I I, I like their promotional songs weirdly <laughs> I think they're very fun um what else is good. There's so There's many a of lot. them. It's like so many. I like so what a lot. So what's I think really so good. what from from like really, really early because I like also safety zone a lot. That one's really good. Oh, safety zone's really good. Icarus was yeah, oh Icarus really good. yeah. We gave that which uh, was on our top five. Was like fifth yeah. or sixth on our top ten songs of the year last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, just uh, Infinite City, which I know is just which is there's a thing with that of. Of the fact that Tio uh, Tio one also does that in it's, Korean, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird promotional CJ ENM Virtual City type weird song, but it's a great song. If it's so good, oh, yeah. Even though that and the Tio one version almost sound they identical. sound identical to each other. I also find it funny that it's Tio one and Jo one that sing both versions of that. Like, I think that's fun. Of the, yeah, because of the name. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I I just think that you just got to listen. There's 38 songs. It's not, they don't have so a good. large discography. They're so it's good not a though. large discography. Um Oh, also, we forgot to mention the best Christmas song. Oh, ever Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Christmas. Love that song. Happy Merry so Christmas good. is one of their best Love songs. That song so, so good. Much. So good. I still think my favorite song generally for them is still Shine a Light. Mm-hmm. But that's style track. I honestly Watch, listen to them. Just listen to them. They're They're so so good. Their songs are so good. Even looking at the bottom of the list, like, thinking about, like, the songs I put, other than Yamcha Boy, Yamcha Girl. Yeah, we don't talk about Yamcha Boy, Yamcha Girl. (laughs) But, like, even, like, their ballads that neither of us are particularly big fan of, Mm -hmm. they're very good because they have very good vocals. Yes, yes, yes. Great. Just recommend listening to everything. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's not a large discography. You can get through it very fast. Very they won a lot of awards. They win, like, essentially because they're one of the most notable, like, sort of K-pop, directly K-pop related J-pop groups. They win a lot of Mama Awards because it's like, we have to, give, a, we have to give an award to a Japanese group, so now but also, we can default to uh, CJ E&M is not going to give it to not one of their own yep, artists, Yeah, so one just gets that a but lot of times. they deserve it. They, they got to split it, it with the INI now, but one of them is going to get it every year, probably. It's fine. I need them to at least, I I don't I need them to continue to give all of these people comebacks. Yes. CJ ENM, do not neglect JO1 now that you have I, I and know. I. I swear, I will throw hands. I'm waiting for stuff from both of them because both of them had comebacks like late last year because I and I was in November I and the JO1 was in December. So now we're just. This seems like for it more. should be around now. It is. It is like about now. now we should we're announce expecting it. More from both of them. Yeah. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I'm so excited for, genuinely for both of them, honestly. I know, because I and I is, like, different style, but they're still very good, too. I know. I want, COVID needs to go away so we can do K-Con. a, uh, Come to K-Con. K-Con. Well, well, no, they, who knows if they're going to be in L.A. Would we fly to L.A. to see I probably can't, but I, I would highly. I probably can't either. I would probably, I would be, I would be really upset about it. I would consider it. But I don't think I can. I don't think I, like. Like realistically could, but I would be very upset I if can't. they were there and I couldn't go. I know I'd be very upset. I don't think they're coming because of Japan. Yeah, J- specifically because of COVID in Japan, like restrictions on yeah. it. I don't think they're leaving the country this year. 
Plus the fact that I kind of they they for some reason CJ and M decided to cancel KCON New York, which fuck which is you. Like, why? Why are the fuck, fuck are we you. doing that? But okay, whatever. But like generally speaking, I would be so pissed yes. if I couldn't see them. I know it's so what? upsetting. It's so no. upsetting. Go on tour J O one. I'll buy. Yeah, just go so, on a world I will tour. Buy, genuinely Please. speaking, I will buy an expensive ticket. I will, I will I would attempt to buy at least the most expensive ticket available for them. Like I would do that. Same. We would both attempt to buy very expensive tickets yes, for this. Yes, yes. Um so overall, uh stand them. They're great. We love them. Please do all of the things. So what was your buy-in moment, Kayla? Um well, I it was essentially just like all of it. Cuz I don't even know exactly know when the buy-in moment was because it started from watching I think, Produce Japan. And it was I like sometime buy- in the course of watching that show is I think when I decided I was I think all that in. was Yeah, no, I think it was cuz this is different than like how we usually at least for me. Yeah. I think for from our conversation same thing for you of just like we mainly start standing from music and then to personality. Because yeah. usually I can't stand a group where, like, the personalities are fun and I don't love right, right. The, the the music. Like, yeah. that doesn't usually work for me. Because we were already that, aware that their music was, like, fine anyway. Decent. And then but, it- like, the weird thing is that, like, post figuring out that these are the sweetest boys I've ever met in my life, mm-hmm. the music just felt so much better. Yeah. I don't know if it's maybe that I paid more attention to it or right, that I right. could, like, wasn't just passively listening. But, like, it just, and overall, the package just becomes better when you love the people. And it was, like, everything happened with J-O-1 so fast, especially in so the way fast. that we happened. Because it was, like, we watched Produce Japan, and then we bought their albums. And then we, and we Immediately. listened to a whole discography, and then, like, a couple weeks later, it was, like, comebacks Got- happening in March. <laughs> So we but were, the like, thing with- consistently given more material for them. And, like, we got three between the three comebacks, all of the promotional singles. Yeah. The fact that J-pop gives you so much content of, like, between dance practices and everything. Dance practices for- are performance versions of songs before the of official almost release. everything. It's, like, you get so much of it. It's great. Yeah. And then just... The only thing I don't love about J-O-1 is that I'm sitting here watching, uh content with no subtitles yeah, that's the the big downside is you can't watch a lot of extraneous variety stuff because they don't mm-hmm. subtitle in english but it's english like it's months fine. after it yeah. happens like right now i think a lot of their summer stuff is being like all the summer stuff has been translated right, because they do have a, but they like do none have, of the christmas like a, stuff is there's translated. like a subbing team that does work on it but there are only like so many people and doing that in their spare time so it make, and I, I get don't it. think it's anything that, yeah. you know, no one's really out here just devoting all of their time to right. it. And then, like, Even Lepone, though if I spoke Japanese, I that's every, that's all I would yeah, do. Yeah, like, Lapone themselves, like, isn't trans, like, giving subtitles either, no. so. But it's like, honestly, I, I don't do think, I don't even care that much that I can't watch no, it. No, I'm subtitles. okay with just watching it on subtitles. Yeah, honestly, I've watched a lot gist. of stuff for them just completely without subtitles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I th- the thing with JO one, and I do think that this is um, maybe a testament to their style of music, or maybe just a testament of like the fact that we're old now. Mm-hmm. I have because like there are groups that we've stand recently, but there is no group that made me feel like. Remember when we first got into K-pop, and mm-hmm. there are just like everything is fun and new, and yes. like you just fall in love with a group. Yes, yes. So wholeheartedly. That's sort of what happened with JO1, where it's oh, like, yeah. I have not felt this, like, I know all of these members, I know who they are as, like, you know personality, you can tell who these people are, mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of the newer groups who are like, I know all the members. Right. Do I know the dynamic here? No. no. I know who they are very basically, and I listen to a lot of their music. Do I watch variety shows and- Yeah. Um- concert am i buying concert dvds no right right because for me Even after, though i do um, really enjoy you after like golden child which golden child debuted yeah. in 2017 um the only other group i had sort of been that in love with in a while was lucy in 2020 yeah and that was like yeah. the closest i got to anything um and i think bands J-O-1. in that way are almost different yeah. than than uh your regular k-pop group because for me that happened with uh 
and hyping entirely because I ended up watching that show. Yeah. And that's sort of how I can do that anymore. It's just these show. That's why these shows are great marketing moves. Oh, yeah. You fall in love. Mm-hmm. And then you're fucking sitting here with shelves on shelves of things you don't need. Yep. Yep. So yep. much money. Here we are. CJ E&M has so much of our money. So much money. <laughs> so much of my money. So much of my money. Mm-hmm. It's fine, though. I'm having fun. It's great. I'm okay Honestly, with it. I'm fine with it too. It's so fun. Like I, enjoy, I'm, I'm more than okay with it yeah. because genuinely, I, I love, like this is K-pop. Jo One is making K-pop music that K-pop groups aren't making anymore. I know, and that's why they're filling the. Niche. That's why we, I think, we like essentially like went over to j-pop from k-pop is because k-pop stopped making the type of music that we like so we found something that was and that's here Mm -hmm. that's where we are now that is this next week we'll go into specifically more than just j-o and who's making it Mm -hmm. but like there's a very specific niche niche of j-pop that is it's happening in yeah is it the pop is it all the popular shit no not at all is it popular at all no JO1 is not a particularly massively popular J-pop group. Yeah, because if I you think can, they're maybe because if you compare them to like the the typical, there's two typical J-pop groups that debuted the same year as JO1, and they just blow JO1 out of the water in terms of sales in terms of numbers and everything. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing is, I think JO1 has the ability to have, and this is something that J-pop is entirely uninterested in. Which is international popularity. Yeah, J One has an, a way has... higher international fan base because it is so J pop, and because they're being managed by a company that is half in Korea and is sort of aware of what you need to do in order to get the international audience. That's mm-hmm. a thing that a lot of do regular think... J pop groups yeah. just aren't. They don't care about because the like the market in Japan, Japan for them is and... big enough anyway that enough. it doesn't matter. And I do think that Jo One has the ability that if again, I think that COVID really ruined what I think a lot of the plans could have been for this group. Oh yeah, because I do see them debuting in Korea and doing. I mean, I think it's a gimmick mm-hmm. that if they debut in Korea, but is it a gimmick I want? Yes, because uh, yeah, the because K-pop groups do the same do thing. Do I care if it's a gimmick? K-pop no, groups, I just want. I just want it. Like it's a I great gimmick because <laughs> K-pop groups do the same thing. How many K-pop groups just debut a song almost, in Japanese and none of them are Japanese? Almost All every K-pop group has a Japanese exactly. debut. So, so like, we I'm need so, the opposite. Like, I think I think COVID really ruined this plan. Yeah. But it's a permanent group. It's still possible. Yeah. And if it happens, I will buy... The fact that if I was ever able to buy any of this on Music Plaza, this is when I buy 40 of this I buy album. one album for every member. For every yeah. member. We buy eleven copies. Yep. This is when uh this is when I'm actually just encouraging them to fucking like milk the money out of this. Do member covers. Yeah, give me member I'll covers. buy one I'll of buy each. all of them. I'll buy one of each. I will buy eleven copies of that mm-hmm. album. Do it. Please. I call call my bluff, CJ E and M. I'll do I'll it. Do it. I'll give you that much money. Do you want? Do you just want to? What's even better is if they also debuted in Korea, and then I could buy like a signed copy off of M Life. Oh that my would god, be I better. would cry. <laughs> I would cry. Just go. You can go on just um, uh, Mnet, Mnet's uh, M Waves. That'd be so good. That'd be great. I would love that oh, so much. I blame COVID for all of this. I know. I blame COVID for so much of it's this, too, but I do think it's unfortunate. It, again, if these are not the ideas you're having for, um, what's it called? If these are not the ideas you're having for J O one C J E and M, make them the ideas Please. you're having for them. Please, because I would buy the shit out, and I think that there's a decent there's a decent audience for this. I know there really it is. can't just. Be, it's because I think their skill level and also their type of music so is it translates so much better into K-pop than any other J-pop group does that they're really one of the only groups that could even attempt that and it would be even a little bit successful. Yeah, because uh, I do think that I and I unfortunately would kind of get buried. Yeah, I think I and I, I, and I, I is too K-pop. similar. I think to current K-pop to like current boy yeah. groups. I think that uh, Jo One is doing uh, like what a lot of. Like that's the kind of music that you still see like um certain shiny songs are still this kind of style certain like highlight every once in a while would do this kind of style yeah. like these older k-pop groups that are still around they'll do something like that mm-hmm. but then again those groups are decimated they're dead they're 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 not 
you know, they're on their way of just like they've been together for so long. They're not a full group anymore. It's been years mm-hmm. since we've seen all the members together. And most of them are like interchanging out for in military service. Or, or, yeah. And it's like we get like maybe one song a year type of thing. Exactly. Too. I think that that I um ja one could just do this. And like that's where you can go for this type of music. And that's where I've gone for it. I've missed this type of K-pop music. I think there are a lot of people who miss this style of K-pop, too. I think that, and I also think that a lot of them just, like, J-pop is a very intimidating world. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think that J-01, you could almost entirely enjoy J-01 and have no idea anything about real J-pop. I mean, that's kind of where we are anyway. That's where that's we where are. we're at. We, we, we're curious enough that but like you don't it's like we take every couple months we go on like let's check out real j-pop and we're like no still don't like it (laughs) like we come back we 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 have like that we have like i and i and j01 and these groups that we actually enjoy and consume and then every once in a while we're like but like what are these other groups what are they up to still doing and then we'll look up and then we look at them we're just like no can't never mind can't do it sorry we look up snowman and six tones and we're like i need to go i don't like it here snowman really is just something that's something else that group oh they're a lot but yeah stan Stan J01. if you if it wasn't clear enough already and we made an entire episode about them now specifically we love them. As if we really needed to make another episode we, about we them. We didn't have to at all, but we're just like, but why? We could. As, as if it's a, as if it's a secret as, that we love J01. Yep. Such a well-kept secret we have mm-hmm. that, you know, J01. This little, you know, indie band we like. Yep. Uh, next week's episode is essentially going to be J-pop for K-pop bands, where we will introduce you to about the six groups um, that make J-pop music that is similar enough to K-pop that is like a that you might a good enjoy. enough like a, a bridge to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we are available on all major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, and wherever you watch podcast watch listen to podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes along with a fun extra clip video every week. This month, they are all going to be J-pop themed. Surprise, surprise. Yay. Um, we also have an Instagram and a Twitter. And like we said, we don't use them anymore. But if you want to follow nope. them, they're there. Yep. Yep. We might use them eventually. Who knows? Who knows? We might get back to that. Can't promise you anything with that, though. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you in next week's episode for some more J-pop. Bye. Bye. Bye.